Ben and Avery just got married. Ben was friends with Avery's brother, and as part of the same friend group, Ben and Avery got to know each other in a casual setting. As time went on, they started chatting with each other more and more as friends until that memorable day when they had their first date in a library. I'm Tim Smith, and this is the Real Dating Wisdom Podcast, where I interview married Christian couples about their time before marriage in order to give you real wisdom from real stories of Christian dating done right. Now, unlike other episodes, Ben and Avery were not married at the time of this recording, so you'll get to hear their experience with dating in real time. So without further ado, here's the story of Ben and Avery. My name is Ben Trelk. I am 22 years old. I'm currently a student at NKU for computer information technology, and I work as a um, SOC analyst at uh, Altafiber. My name is Avery Fetzer. I'm 25, and I work as an exhibit artist for Answers in Genesis. Now, you guys uh, both mentioned different last names when you introduced yourselves. This is a podcast where I interview married couples. What's going on there? What <laughs> are you guys not married? <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, we're engaged and we are getting married in a month. So no, we're getting married in like two and a half weeks. Two and a half, two and a half weeks. weeks. Yeah. Nineteen yeah. days. No, oh, she's Actually, counting the yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it comes up fast. It went very fast. Yeah. And then uh, right now, where are we? Where are we recording this? Yeah, we are in the Burlington. Uh, Boone County Library, and this is where we had our first date. A year so. and a half ago. Yep. A year and a half ago. Kind Actually, a, a little over a year and a half ago. Yeah. Wow. The first question I have for you guys is, uh, how were you guys raised to view dating in your households? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, I think we've talked about this before, and it's relatively pretty similar between both of us. Uh, my parents always brought us up in the sense that they wanted us to understand the the meaning of dating and why you would date before we started dating. So it was kind of an unsaid rule that you had to be around 18 to start dating. Um, I remember having times when I was before that and I wanted to start dating, but since they brought us up in that way, I always understood why, what the purpose of dating was, and that was for marriage. And I think we all pretty much understood that when you're still living with your parents and you're under the age of 18, you're not an adult yet, you're not really in a place to be married. Um, and so it was just kind of that unsaid rule of none of us really felt the need to until we were at that age. Yeah, we were super similar in my household. Um my parents actually had more of a strict rule that you couldn't date until you're 18. So it was always kind of understood that, yeah, when you dated, it was for marriage. And like, it was even like, like a sometimes debatable whether or not you could go to like prom with a guy or something. It was kind of like, yeah, but like as friends, like it's nothing mm -hmm. more because like, you're still a kid, you're still growing up, you'll get to that later. So no courtship, you guys weren't raised with courtship stuff. No, I don't think my parents like had that experience from their dating. So actually, it wasn't even something I really knew about until I was older. Okay. 
Yeah, I would say the same. It was something that I've heard other people in our homeschool family friend group do. It wasn't something I really understood fully, and my parents also didn't grow up in that area of dating. They or they just really they dated, um, and so yeah, it wasn't something that we really knew or that I really grew up in. So I think that probably affected how I viewed dating mm-hmm. or courtship. So before you guys met each other, what was your experience with dating like? <laughs> you want to start us off? Sure. Okay. Um, so Ben is the second person that I've dated. So um, prior to Ben, I had dated someone um, shortly after graduating college. And I didn't actually, even though I was raised with the mindset of like dating is for marriage, I wasn't really in, I would say like a maturity in my faith at that point to really desire that dating be motivated with like marriage like from the beginning so i dated someone just because i liked them which i learned kind of through that and after that like the lord really changed my perspective on dating and like the importance of it so yeah my first relationship did not have that in mind i think there was a lot of things where you know i think if you don't have that in mind you can kind of get really far into a relationship and realize hey, we're not actually aligned on these things because I wasn't evaluating you beforehand with the mindset of like, oh, we could, you know, have a family together, you know, serve the Lord together. Instead, it was just, oh, I like you, you're fun. And then you kind of put aside those deciding factors of like theology and church and family because that's, your end goal isn't marriage. Mm -hmm. So that was something really different. Once I exited that relationship, and then before I started dating Ben, like that was a mindset that I had already started developing of like, oh, I really want to do this the next time I date. Mm. Yeah, I would say this is actually a pretty crucial part to our relationship is our past relationships because we both had, I would say, maybe a somewhat similar um, situation before we had mm-hmm. started dating each other. Uh, I would think mine was a year or two before we started dating i had got out of a relationship um for that was six months long and um it was kind of similar it was something that i was pursuing the lord in my in my life at that point and she was also but i think that there were a lot of differences between what we wanted and what we were seeking um and so getting out of that relationship really put into perspective what i was looking for and how to serve the Lord in a relationship. And so we had so many countless conversations about what our past relationship was like and how we see ourselves moving forward Mm -hmm. based off of our own experiences. Yeah, so for me, it was also just one relationship. It was just six months long. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's really hard when you start a relationship that's not rooted in our goal is to, one, serve the Lord together, but end in marriage in a way that glorifies God. Because I think like kind of what happened for both of us is like as the Lord worked in our hearts and our separate different relationships we were in, like we were each motivated, but the person that we were with wasn't having the same convictions. So you kind of like realize the the unequal or unequal yoked that you're both going towards different things. So was it those relationships and um, how they ended? Was that what got you guys to question how you would, 
how you were previously tra- uh, treating relationships or was it something else? Mm, so for me, it was definitely like while, while I was in that relationship, the Lord was working on my heart. So I dated the person I was with before Ben for almost two years. And it was about a year in that the Lord started like reviving my heart and drawing me closer to him and creating that desire for me to like be um, pursuing more like future godly things with the person that I was with. And like there was a period where we tried to work on that, but it, it ended up being like I was motivated and I was doing these things and the person just wasn't mm. in that place and didn't desire it. And that just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was definitely like something that I was shown by the Lord during it. And then kind of like making the decision of like, okay, this is never going to honor the Lord. So I'm going to have to leave it. That was like me, I think fully like committing to like, nope, this is, I'm going after the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me it was that we were both, since we were both kind of pursuing the Lord at that point, um, I would say kind of, but we were pursuing the Lord. She was someone that I didn't see myself marrying in terms of just other aspects of our lives um, and what we, like I said, like what we desired. And so that kind of played an effect. And I think one of the big questions that, one of the things that that relationship put into perspective for me was the question of if you don't see yourself marrying somebody before you start dating for them or dating them should you get into that relationship that was a question that i was i guess just really asking myself because before we started dating we had a little bit of a friendship we had known each other for a year or so um i didn't envision myself marrying her before we got in that relationship um and so that was something that put in my put into perspective of what i was going to date for next and getting in a relationship with avery was we had first kind of grown a relation a friendship and then i had kind of always known that i would marry her as well and that just made a really big difference in uh, my relationship our our relationship yeah there was knowing previously that i was going to marry her so let's let's get into that uh how did you guys meet Mm -hmm. and then how did you how did that progress to becoming a relationship Yeah. yeah well so when our family moved here about six years ago, his family was one of the first families that like my parents and my younger brothers like got to know. So I was actually in college when they moved. So I didn't really know the Trelks that well, but my brother became really good friends with him and his brother. So I like knew of their family and our families actually had Thanksgiving together like five years ago. I like came home from college, had Thanksgiving, apparently ben was there and i have like no recollection of him like i know his family was there but i don't like ever remember talking to you or noticing you which is just so funny to me because it's like i know we were there together but (laughs) i don't remember yeah it was such an interesting time because now we my mom just recently sent me a picture of us two standing together at my graduation party she doesn't remember being at my graduation party. No. I don't remember her being <laughs> it's at my like, graduation, graduation party. It's like a week fresh of me getting out of college and like being home. And I probably was like, oh, sure, I'll go to this like random person's right. graduation <laughs> yeah. party. And I'll take a picture with them <laughs> for some wow. reason. Yeah. <laughs> so there was just no connection, previous mm-hmm. connection to us, mm-hmm. other than just our families. Mm-hmm. We've been close with them since 
they moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been close with her younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. And so after graduation for Matt and um, her younger brother, which is Matt's my brother, um, she was just out of a relationship, I think, around then. Yeah. I had just broke up with my boyfriend, like, I think a couple months before this, but I I didn't have a whole lot of friends at the time mm. coming out of that relationship just because of the dynamic of it was mm. of how it was. And so I started hanging out with my brother more. And then as a result, I started hanging out with Shane and Matt. Mm-hmm. So there was like one weekend where I like did something with them like Friday night and then they were together Saturday. So I was just with them all day Saturday. And then I think it like went into Sunday as well. So it was just like a whole weekend. Yeah. Like I think we like longboarded and played disc golf yeah. and i don't remember what else foursquare or no not foursquare what's that game the one where you hit it yeah foursquare no 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 not foursquare the one with the ball in the net oh spike ball yeah spike, spike ball. ball yeah 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 so her mindset slowly went from oh my brother's friends to <laughs> oh my brother's friend <laughs> okay well okay that's not exactly what happened kind of but not all right really. so you said. i remember there was like an initial attraction but i i thought that the age difference was a big deal and i was kind of like i was fresh out of kind of a long relationship and so i wasn't necessarily like looking to date i was more just like oh it's just like a little crush. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. And then we kept seeing each other over the summer because we played D&D together with our brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Played uh-huh. some D&D. That, that contrast actually was really interesting because for me, it was also fairly similar. I thought she's three years older than me. We're in yeah. different stages of life at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's probably not much of a reason to pursue this. Mm-mm. Although people early on saw things. Like mm-hmm. tell them what Gabe said. When we yeah. were longboarding. So one night we were longboarding. My sister and her now husband were in town. Um, we were in, the, in their neighborhood, and my sister and I went up to Avery and we're like, you want to longboard with us? And um, I was like, sure, why not? I yeah. have no friends. <laughs> Avery was kind of learning, so I was just, I, had I guess, no longboarding idea. with no you. No idea what I was doing. sticking around. You were um, the only one that stayed behind to teach me. Everybody went off down the road and i was like i don't even know how to stand on this and (laughs) then was the one person who hung back and made Mm. sure i was like keeping up yeah there's definitely nothing else motivating that (laughs) other than just wanting to help you so if oh okay yeah okay Okay, got it no and so so since that was kind of happening that whole time i was just helping her and we were longboarding together um gabe i guess later that night had told my brother and my sister they were like give it a couple of months and Ben and Avery will be dating. Mm. So he told them that and he kind of called it. Yeah. And like after that long weekend, I kind of spent with them. That was pretty much like the first time I had really, yeah, it was very early in us hanging out. So yeah, you've got two brothers. I have one brother, one brother, and okay. a brother-in-law. Okay. And they were both hanging out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how old are they? Yeah. My younger brother is now 20. Okay. So he's younger. Turning 21 in, in October. Um, and Gabe is, is 22 as well. So okay. we're the same age. Okay. So why him and not the other two 
available uh, males there. Well, <laughs> one was, I guess, way younger. Okay, yeah, Matt was five years younger than me. Um, and Gabe had Gabe was dating his sister at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's why not. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so I became the available option. Yeah. Well, and you were you were very sweet to me then, and that that was I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought you were cute, so there was oh, that man. too. So I would say that was really the beginning of our relationship. There wasn't really a defined line for me of when we met each other. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the start of a friendship mm. for those moments. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys just were hanging out for, what, how long? Yeah, like... There were a couple of months. I know there was... A, there, there was like two or three months where we didn't even see each other I think talk. it was a little bit more than that. Maybe. I think it was probably like six or so. Yeah. Well, what, so what happened was... Our D&D group kind of ended like midsummer, yeah. and then my brother went off to school. So he was kind of like the middleman for when I would hang out with him and his brother. And so with him gone, I just didn't even talk to them. Yeah. But Shane came back, my brother Shane came back for fall break and they had a bonfire and I went and then talked to Ben for like the first time in like two, three months. Yeah, you're right. So it mm-hmm. would have been like just two, two or three mm-hmm. months. And then we started texting from there and then we just continued texting like every single day mm-hmm. for like maybe two or three months. Oh, wow. Actually, I would say pretty early on it wasn't every day, but mm-hmm. like maybe a month in it was like every day for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. A fun little fact here actually <laughs> is that I was currently had my eye on someone else. Ooh. Uh oh. I won't name drop this time. <laughs> and, um, I'll tell you after. Yeah, we'll tell you after. And so that was an interesting thing because I just initially was like um, talking with Avery just as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were not. <laughs> not just um, as friends. <laughs> but then we just, so our first kind of conversation was we shared podcasts back at each other because mm-hmm. we liked. I liked audio dramas and mm-hmm. had some to share. So we just started talking about that. Um, and then for the other thing, I very quickly caught on that there was no uh, no mutual interaction there. Okay. With the other but, person. Um, yeah, I think the Lord was really showing me. It's like no chemistry or? Um, I don't think they were interested. And so oh, there okay. was just a lot more. But thank the Lord, you know, yeah. just that God was showing me that uh, another door. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my fun little fact. Yeah. So you guys were just sharing podcasts back and forth. Yeah. It was funny. So like I actually was the one who initiated texting Ben after that Mm -hmm. bonfire because I had his number from like a group chat. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take the risk and I'm just going to, I'm going to ask him for a recommendation. (laughs) And I remember the first podcast he sent me was like this creepy (laughs) murder, like expose it was like 10 episodes long and i was like gosh dang i'm gonna have to listen to this whole thing so that i can keep talking to him about it and i remember it was like okay but i probably wouldn't have listened to the whole thing had you not sent it to me yeah i feel bad about that it's okay i don't know why that was the first podcast you sent me it was one of those things where it wasn't it was a while since i listened to it well it was about the golden state killer yeah so it was was a famous yeah criminal story and mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it was a while since i last listened to it so you just and did those, not like, remember those graphic scenes just kind of yeah your like, mind. Oh my mm-hmm. like oh this will be good we're talking about crime podcasts well, that actually brings up a good question mm-hmm. did you guys have uh, a lot in common did you have a lot of the same interests and stuff like that 
Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we both, like, we bonded over stories and over books. So that's why our first official date was the library, because we kind of, I think, like, in our conversations, we talk a lot about books and movies, just stories in general. And I remember it was, like, because we had been texting a lot, and it was, like, shortly after Christmas, maybe, like, the day after Christmas, and I remember Ben like called me out of the blue, which was weird because we weren't talking on the phone. We were only texting. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you want to go to the library with me? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. I did not say that it was a date. Yeah, you didn't. Mm. So, but I guess later on. After you knew we it was a date. Dating, well, I found out later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know because we were like. Like, we were just getting to know each other, but mm. it was never like, I want to get to know you because I want to date you. It was like, mm. oh, like, we're becoming good friends. Yeah. But I don't know if that's because you're interested in me or if we're yeah. just good friends. That might lead to some philosophy that might be different from the other people you've had in this podcast. Yeah. Did you prefer that where it was not so, like, I want to date you right away? You know what? I actually got to a point where I had to, like, wrestle something in my heart where I was like, you know what? I'm just waiting on him to make the like the move of like initiating this. Mm-hmm. And if he hasn't at this point, then maybe he does just want to be friends. And I remember like praying to the Lord, like, Lord, let me be content with friendship then because I like cherished and connected so much with Ben mm-hmm. that like I was like, well, you know what? This could just be like a really good friendship and mm-hmm. like let that just be enough for me because, yeah, I I really wanted it to be more, but I was like, gosh dang it, I don't know if he feels the same way. Because again, like I was in my mind about being older. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh, I don't know if Ben really is viewing me romantically because I could just be Shane's older sister, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that at that point for me, it was that I was absolutely motivated to one day date her. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I I think my philosophy of dating at this at this stage was that I wanted to really get to know her rather than mm-hmm. I'm not a super forward person in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so my goal was really just to create a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably something that I had failed in the past is really creating a friendship with somebody. And then. Yeah. And I appreciated later, that we had that first. Yeah. Like months of friendship. friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was really the goal is I didn't really want to bring in feelings mm-hmm. um, until it was necessary. Until mm-hmm. the Lord figured out, until the Lord told me that it was necessary. Yeah. And there was just a moment, there was one night where, I think it was probably after four different dates or times that we've... Hanging out. Hanging out yeah. separately. Yeah. yeah. On hanging out, dates, but not calling it a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that I finally had just, was honest about my feelings and my intentions. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, that, was, that might be different than what some of the other... Experiences so one thing that about. comes to mind is a lot of guys are afraid of being friend-zoned, mm. which I guess you, that was almost your fear here. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, because like when we would hang out, it would be like, you want to go to the library? You want to go on a like walk at the park? Mm. It wasn't like, do you want to go to dinner with me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't the obvious. No, yeah. So I was like, I mean, I do this with my friends, so yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and you just went with it. You almost took the risk at that point yeah that i did and that's why i was like zone. praying to the lord like give me strength that this is only friendship because otherwise it's gonna break my heart yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't the intent though so i know okay. i know and like it like you out. said you said something like a few weeks into that i'd say like three weeks maybe after mm-hmm. we went on our first date yeah 
Yeah, it wasn't super long. Mm-hmm. It probably was just three three weeks of yeah. just that kind of yeah. friendship ground. And I remember you said to me, you <laughs> you were like, I just like want to tell you like I'm interested in you, but like it's okay if you just want to be friends. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm I'm interested too. I don't want to just be friends. <laughs> That's always a little uh, let me down easy insert. Yeah, yeah that, like it's okay. Don't worry about it. If like you don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. So the first date, it was just you guys hanging out, mm-hmm. real casual. Yeah, we actually picked out a book to read together. And then like the next time, like so we got like each a copy of that book. And mm-hmm. then the next time we hung out on that walk, we talked about the book. Okay. So it was like motivated with like an activity. So like that was why it wasn't very clear is like are we just in a book club or interesting so you guys both got the same book you're reading Mm -hmm. it here Mm -hmm. and then and you talked about it that's a that's an interesting date idea yeah it was fun we actually did it a couple more times after we really started dating Mm -hmm. like officially yeah i mean i would say if that's any advice that was kind of a really good way to get to know each other because the book it was The Body by Stephen King. Which mm. is his only non-horror yeah. book, I will say. Yeah, so it's not horror. It's yeah. actually a really sweet story of a friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's sweet. They're kind of, their intention is to go see a body for the first time. Oh, okay. So it's the exposure of their own innocence. It's mm-hmm. kind of what the story is about. Um, and so the conversations that led after that were really intentional to understanding how we envision and how we view a lot of just our own life and mm-hmm. our own innocence and it really brought in a lot of different conversations and so it, it was really nice to have that start into a relationship mm-hmm. of just hard conversation yeah because i think it's really telling how someone reacts to a story or elements in a story like mm-hmm. does this bother you that like the story had this mm-hmm. in it how do you think about it do you think that's appropriate or not mm-hmm. i feel like someone's reaction to something can be very telling of like what they actually think about something mm. As opposed to just what they... Yeah, just like if you just say, say it, then okay. But if I hear a thoughtful response about a element in this book, then it's like, oh, okay, like I can see how you're, how you think about this. And mm-hmm. realizing that we were like very much on the same page with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very early on. So we're getting kind of off track here, but mm-hmm. uh, I want to ask this question since it just came to mind. Yeah. What are some good cheap date ideas? So library Ooh. seems to be one. What what are some other cheap dates that you guys go have? for a walk? In the park? Yeah. yeah walk walk in the woods, walk in the park. Hiking. Hiking. Longboarding. Riding long, your bike. You gotta know how to longboard. Or have the other or, person yeah, show you yeah, how to yeah. do just, it. Just find somebody to teach you how to longboard. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. A lot of picnics. Yeah. Picnics, even in the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we love to go to the airport lookout. There's, like, Mm -hmm. a parking lot, and you can watch, like, planes take off. And Oh, yeah. I've heard about um, that. Yeah. We'll just pop the trunk, have a blanket, and, like, we'll either, like, if it's nice, we'll have books or dinner or something. Honestly, I think almost all of our dates are cheap dates. Like, rarely (laughs) will we, like, I think, spend money to, like, go somewhere or do something. It's mostly, like outside or whatever mm-hmm. yeah and as it is right now are you guys going on a lot of like date dates or is a lot of just like hanging out like how is that dynamic i would say after engagement we became pretty tunnel focused yeah and yeah so sadly enough those <laughs> date dates 
Um, we'd still do them. We did one the other night, but it's yeah, it's been a lot more, you know, wedding focused. Yeah, like the dis like the time in between has yeah. grown. Mm-hmm. I think too, like as we've been dating for longer, like when we first started dating, we did a ton of one on one activities mm-hmm. because we're just getting to know each other. But like, I th- I feel like maybe six months in, it became a lot more like family. So like we like if I go over to his house. Like, we're hanging out, like, with almost all of his family. Mm -hmm. And then same, like, if he goes to, like, my parents' house with me, then, like, we're hanging out with, like, my brothers and my parents. And, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that kind of became more of the norm rather than we're trying to, like, always hang out Mm one-on-one intentionally every time we're with each other. That's interesting. Because, like, the courtship model is it's, like, family all of the time and then Uh maybe one-on-one as you're engaged yeah and we kind of did the opposite i feel like i feel like this way is more natural though yeah it was very natural once you introduce somebody to your family then it's kind of like you're in like (laughs) right (laughs) you know you you don't want to introduce somebody like oh we've been talking for two weeks Uh or a month or whatever yeah like that was something we actually both expressed before we started dating was that we both love our families and Mm -hmm. we wanted them to be very involved in the relationship and know each other yeah and like even before we started dating because like so ben expressed his intentions of wanting to date me but like we both like took maybe like a week week and a half Mm -hmm. time to pray about it and like i spoke to like my family ben spoke to his family then eventually went to book to my dad to ask his permission um so we really wanted our families involved like we wanted Mm -hmm. their counsel and like even though i said like we did a lot of one-on-one stuff early on we were still like with our families doing stuff Mm one-on-one also so it was definitely like i think because like even before we started dating i feel like we both kind of had this hunch of like okay you're the one Mm -hmm. so it was like all right then like i want to make sure like our families are on board Mm -hmm. yeah so uh what was it three weeks after the library you mm-hmm. guys are now official mm-hmm. how did the dynamic of you guys's relationship change now that it was official like did it change much <laughs> i would say there was so much excitement in uh-huh. those first couple weeks and that really changed like there's the feeling of the relationship being from friendships to okay we're dating now was there was a lot of contrast there Mm-hmm. But it was heightened. So it was just like, it was just heightened emotions. Everything was just felt right. Yeah. And I think because we both kind of had this like, almost like, like, I feel like we both like knew that we were going to marry each other. And so it was like, oh my gosh, this is like the beginning of like the rest of our <laughs> yeah. lives. Like, I don't think either of us doubted that it was like ever going to end. Mm-hmm. So I think that was where a lot of that excitement was like, oh my word, like this is starting and it's never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it did take us probably six months till we had that conversation of marriage. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. And if we were people that we wanted to see each other. Yeah. Or if we wanted to marry each other. Hmm. Um, yeah. Which I think was also really good because it. It allowed us to have a dating relationship that I also wanted to eventually turn into something that was marriage focused. But I think it was just so went without saying that our priorities eventually shifted. I'd say probably six months. You think that's when we had our conversation? Yeah, I feel like about actually, no, I think it was less. I think it was like four months in. Okay. Yeah, because I think like 
even though we both had that idea in our mind and like that was a motivation like if you date were motivated towards marriage I think it was like those first months of dating was still like figuring out like what do you think about this what do you believe about this like there was tons of conversations that we had because I feel like yeah because I remember it was in May that's why I think it was four months we started dating in January Mm -hmm. um that was when I think yeah the shift of like okay we do want to get married which we kind of already knew but like then it was like almost like a more practical route of like Mm -hmm. okay now we need to make sure we talk about these things and kind of like almost like get these things in order what's the timeline we think that this could happen Mm -hmm. kind of being more like actually like all right let's make it happen then yeah yeah and that feels like more of a natural progression anyway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's not like all right now that we're official, you know, that three weeks after the first date or whatever, yeah. let's start talking about marriage. Now yeah. it's, you know, it gradually builds up. Yep, totally. Were a lot of your conversations, were they like deep intellectual conversations or did you guys just have a lot of fun together? I remember it being a really good mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, our, we've always been very intentional with our conversations Yeah, and just our time. And so I think it just like, it just comes along pretty naturally. I think we have fun having intense conversations. Like I mm. love just kind of like digging in deep and us kind of like fully just like Laying all of yeah, table. all of your thoughts about this thing. Like I love I love just hashing it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say it was fun. But it's nice yeah. to also spread it out cuz it wasn't like anything got intense. Cuz we also God was very gracious in the sense that we have agreed on a lot. Mm-hmm. And the things that we have contrast in, which is pretty minimal, and they're pretty minor things, mm-hmm. but the way that we were just able to converse about them, there was always middle ground, and that was just a blessing mm-hmm. from the Lord. Yeah. Be careful I'm not treading on uh, thin ice with these questions. But <laughs> the next one is... Uh, uh, where do you both stand theologically? Are you both like on the same page about every doctrinal point or did you grow to, oh, have man. you grown together or how did that all work out? I don't know. I feel like there's probably yeah. some doctrinal points we maybe haven't hit. I don't know. I feel like as we like started dating and having more conversations, we realized, I think part of it is because we were raised very similarly that we were on the same page. But I remember there was one time where you asked me, you were like, are you a Calvinist? And I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and I remember yeah. you like walked me through it. And I was like, okay. And I remember like studying it on my own being like, okay, yeah, yeah, we're on the yeah, same page. So it's page. like, I don't know, like there's mm-hmm. probably specific things, but yeah. like, I feel like every time, like if there's ever been a misunderstanding or I don't know, I, I hesitate to say disagreement because like Ben said before, mm-hmm. we've been blessed where we haven't really had a whole lot of disagreements and where we have, they've been pretty minor or it's been miscommunication Mm. and something where we've been able to kind of like look back on like our foundations of what we understand Mm. and what we think and realize, okay, no, we, we are believing the same thing. And like, yeah. What would you say? Yeah, no, that was well said. I would say that for me, I had like a very set, I think there are just important topics that you need to agree on Mm -hmm. faith, um, Christ's, first return um or christ first coming and also just sanctification justification Mm -hmm. how you're saved and then also how we plan to live out our lives Mm -hmm. in christ 
And those were just, I think, the main topics that I wanted to align on. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, it was pretty obvious that we did align on those things. Um, but yeah, I think there was just some main topics that we wanted to be sure about. And then after that, there's just, there is so much. And I think we're also learning. I'm 22. I'm still understanding and reading the Bible. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I'm still understanding as an individual. Mm-hmm. But it's been fun to also really study those things together mm-hmm. and broaden our understanding of theology mm-hmm. and doctrine um, and challenge each other on things. Yeah. I know one thing we recently challenged each other on was um, pedo-baptism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll come up like with marriage, right? Yeah, that comes yeah. up. And so it was something that my family... I think our families disagree on. And so we yeah. were coming from different backgrounds on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both kind of came to the same or similar conclusions. Yeah. And the way we approached that was we really just went to what does the text say? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of like your opinion, my opinion, what does the text say? And let's study it and be like as objective as we can to like what is scripture saying. And that is kind of where we were able to find an agreement of like, all right, I think it's this is what I found in the text. And like, we looked at it together and yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So you, you weren't like super strict that each other has to have the perfect doctrine before you could even consider each other. It was just the main things. Well, honestly, like I don't, I, I wouldn't even say that I have the perfect doctrine now because oh, okay. I found in my life as I've studied God's word, I'm constantly like, growing in my understanding of his character and Mm -hmm. the bible and just like what it means like for my whole life and so i feel like i feel like to me what was important to see in ben is is he submitted to god and is he submitted to like or committed to pursuing truth in the lord rather Mm -hmm. than like a certain set of doctrine like is he committed to like looking at it always through the lens of like looking at the text first and like you know yeah yeah, thinking of it that way and i think because i've seen that and like the way that like you live and the way that you are a christian it's like all right you know like even if we come up with something where we don't agree it's like i both know that we are striving not to be right but rather to submit to the lord and so we'll we'll work through it Mm. yeah that's the crucial point right there is um where we're submitted to and it's Mm -hmm. christ first and he's who we submit to and who we're committed to and through that you know lord walks us through Mm -hmm. our own individual growth and then unites us in our yeah um unity yeah our partner will growth so yeah so the next question i have on here is uh how did you both discover the other one you was the one you wanted to marry and you guys kind of said that mm-hmm. you knew this fairly early on yeah i actually like made a note before we like even started dating <laughs> yeah. and I, was like, I love ben i'm gonna marry ben <laughs> really <laughs> maybe not yeah. that intensely but like i, I felt like, that intense when you read it to me no if it felt intense when i wrote it i was like i know this this is for sure but i'm gonna keep it to myself and then i i, I told you later after we've been dating for a while yeah yeah yeah, we went through her all her notes. <laughs> yeah, some some thoughts along the way yeah. where I was like, "See, I can prove it. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew back then." <laughs> so most married couples would say you guys are you know fresh. Like I think 
our uh-huh. pastor, Pastor Michael, says, uh, until you've been married for at least 10 years, oh my word. you're newlyweds. Yeah. So okay. nine, nine yeah. years, you're still newlywed. Yeah. So uh, you guys are not even married yet. Mm-hmm. But um, going off of this question is, you know, how did you discover the other ones you wanted to marry? How have you guys grown over this time? How have you grown closer, mm-hmm. um, not just theologically, but just knowing each other better? And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say we we've grown from and again we're not married yet so there's a lot more oh yeah time that's going to continue to unite us and our love for each other will also grow. No this, is it, this, yeah, is, this it. is it. This is it. That's what that's what we around peaked. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say that um for one we've grown in friendship. Totally. And I think that will that's something that is just always going to grow it's exponential and so but i would say that our growth went from not knowing each other at all to feeling we've known each other for forever Mm. Mm -hmm. and yeah there was just i don't know how to necessarily describe it i feel like it's in little ways like Mm -hmm. like there there was a situation recently where i found some like ants that were building up in my garage and i remember i got like really stressed out with it and like ben's reaction to my stress was like like it was very supportive and it was very gentle but it was like he was able to recognize kind of like where i was at and like respond appropriately and help me through that i think it's just like i don't know if you would have responded i mean maybe you would have responded the same way early on but like (laughs) to see that like there was almost like a niche understanding of like exactly kind of what I needed to get me out of that spiral of ants are mm-hmm. eating my house yeah. to kind of like, okay, now let's take it down and let's talk about it and let's be rational and have a conversation and not just freak out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like little ways like that where it's like, oh, you you know me well. Yeah, I would say that is it's just reacting to situations, but now knowing how Avery's thinking. Mm-hmm. And how, now yeah. knowing how she reacts to things. And so it's been a lot of just, instead of growing myself as an individual in the relationship, it's also growing with Avery. Mm-hmm. And so it's understanding how she thinks, understanding mm-hmm. how, how her emotions work and yeah. um, adjusting yeah. responses towards that. Me understanding how certain things I'll do and say will affect you. That's been like a growing thing. of Yeah. Yeah. So tell me some qualities that you guys really like in each other. Ooh, I'll start. <laughs> okay. Go for it. I'll listen. Well, that that's, that's it. Listening. So super right. early on, that was one of the things that I think attracted me to Ben the most was what a good listener Ben is. Um, like he will just let me talk and share. And he listened and then he asks good questions. Oh, yeah. So he's not just hearing me talk, but he's actually listening. He's engaging. He's not trying to, like, change the topic to, like, get his thing in. Like, he's fully engaged with what I'm saying. And I th- that, I think, is part of, like, my love language. I, feel, I love feeling heard and appreciated. And Ben shows that so well. And, yeah, so that's one of the things I love about Ben. <laughs> you go. You can do one. 
Yeah, her eyes are we'll pretty. Go back and forth. Her eyes are pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got brown Thanks. hair. Thank you. <laughs> no, um, of course it's her her tenderness and, um, her just genuine love for others, and she is, in my experience, the first to usually just serve. If she's in a group or a crowd of people, she's usually just very much the first to serve people, and so that just servitude that she lives out. Um, was has just always been very attractive to me, and um, yeah, I would just say this: the way that she lays herself down, it shows humility, and that's something that I also really prioritize in myself, and also just what we're called to as as humans mm-hmm. or as Christians. And she just lives that out very well. Mm. Thanks. Yeah, you do too. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So next question is Ben: How did you propose? Oh, yeah. So, I'm actually my plan was to come back here because this was our first since it was our first date. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a whole plan, so I asked for um, permission from Mr. Fetzer first. Mm-hmm. Got the ring, um, and my plan was to which is Wait, what. How happened. many days before you proposed did you get the ring? Oh, I think it. Was it? I think it was a month in advance. Oh, oh wow. Wait, when did it come in? That wasn't it like two days before. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm wrong. Yeah. Most guys can't hold on to it for a month. Yeah, no, I was planning. I had my first consultation about the ring yeah. like a month in advance, but it was actually like Friday and we got engaged on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's right. I'm yeah. like a month and a half. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. Got the diamond probably a month and a half okay. in advance and then okay. actually got everything figured out. Yeah. Because um, we had Becca's wedding too and his sister yeah my sister got married in, on january 13th and we got engaged on january 29th so that was our year anniversary mm-hmm. and that's kind of i always yeah, thought that's when i would propose yeah mm-hmm. um but and, you were sneaky with it because since it was our one year anniversary i didn't like i didn't know it was up i just thought it was like a special date oh yeah yeah Smart. it was it was my excuse to do special uh-huh. things mm-hmm. and not get in trouble for it <laughs> or although, not, not have you think that it was yeah, why I was yeah. although i had a sneaking suspicion because i remember we were sitting in church because it was a sunday mm-hmm. and i like glanced over and his hands were shaking and i was like what the heck ben doesn't you know get nervous why is I still he nervous <laughs> I re- or no no you weren't shaking you were fidgeting that's what you're doing which you don't do that either like you're just you're messing with your hands and i okay. remember <laughs> thinking huh but I, I also still, it was unexpected even so, but sorry, yeah. continue. No, so, yeah, so I decided I was going to do it that Sunday on our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a restaurant that we had been talking about going to for a really long time, and so I just booked reservations. Pep and Dolores? Yeah, Pep and Dolores. Italian, downtown, yeah. really nice, really, really good. good, recommend. Tasty noodles. I'll keep that, um, write Tasty that down. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> I was listening, just Pep and Get Dolores. Get the lemon noodles, they're really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we went there, and it's a really cute restaurant. We went there, and afterwards, I, br- I took her to, um, it was the Cincinnati Library, because it it was too far to go to this one because the last place I want to go was the Bellevue Lookout. Oh, okay. So the Cincinnati Library, since the library was the first place where we had our first date, one thing that's been really prominent throughout our relationship is writing letters to each other. Mm-hmm. So that has I, come up multiple times. Really? Yeah. In just other podcasts yes. or episodes? Mm-hmm. I guess that's a big thing. Yeah. Letters are a really good way to communicate mm-hmm. because you just have a lot of time to 
write out your thoughts rather mm-hmm. than you're just speaking them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was really sweet. I remember you, you wrote me a letter the first day we were dating. You like put it on my car windshield while I was at work. So I got out of work and I had my first letter. Before the library? No, after like after the first day we were officially dating. Oh, gotcha, so after gotcha. the library. Okay. But yeah. yeah, started that right away. Yeah. So we kind of started that trend right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So what we did at the library is we... I had us both go into separate locations and we write letters, wrote a letter to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, which didn't tip me off because we did that already. Yeah. Yeah. Which little did she know, I had two letters and my second letter just wrote, will you marry me? Ooh. And so, <laughs> um, but then after that, we, after the library, we uh, went to the Bellevue Lookout, which is kind of where we had our first dance there mm-hmm. because that was our last location we went to or on our first Valentine's Day. Yeah. So we went to the Bellevue Lookout. Um, and it just is an overlook mm-hmm. at, over Cincinnati. Yeah, it's super pretty. Yeah. And so I had my brother and his girlfriend and my other friend who was taking pictures. I had them set up a nice little um, location. It had like a lantern mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah, you had like a lot of stuff set up because it, it was some, like yeah. it was like decor from Becca's wedding. Mm-hmm. So it was like little candles and little like foliage things yeah. it, was, it was pretty cute it was a good setup it's funny because we were walking towards it and you noticed it and you were like oh what's this here for was this you and i was like i don't i don't know what this is this is weird I don't know. yeah i, I was get, kind of nice. like either this is for me or it's gonna be embarrassing if i ask if this is for me <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> and i'm just planned. assuming <laughs> yeah yeah so then after that we wrote our ready our letters to each other mm-hmm. and then she opened up the last letter and i yeah well and at that point i knew because our friend came out and was like taking photos right i'm like okay yeah Yeah. that was the giveaway (laughs) yeah so yeah that's it's kind of how how it all went down Mm -hmm. wow yeah Yeah. i guess i found out later that because we had had a conversation after uh we talked about marriage and and what we envisioned for ourselves in the future Mm -hmm. we talked about when we wanted to get engaged and i found Mm -hmm. out later that we actually it just escaped my mind, but I guess we were going to plan to get engaged in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we had had that conversation in May, we were like, okay, ideal timeline. And I think it was like get married next early summer, which would have been, I guess, like maybe two months ago mm-hmm. from now. And so I was like, okay, so in order to do that, we should get engaged by the fall. So in my mind, I had almost been expecting an engagement anywhere between like October and December. Yeah. And so oh. when that didn't happen, I like, late. I like didn't say anything, but I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, I just, for some reason, I must have just heard get engaged in January. Like that, I just, like the winter. Fall. I guess the winter. January. So my whole time, yeah, the whole time I wasn't like trying to be late, but no, I just yeah. mis, I misread it. I mean, it was fine. I, I wasn't doubting Linear. anything. Yeah. I was like, you know what? He's not ready. That's fine. <laughs> we'll keep waiting. That's fine. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) so how have you spent this time of engagement yeah um lots of intentionality lots of Mm -hmm. um time just planning what our future looks like yeah and also just wedding planning Mm. yeah lots 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 of wedding wedding planning. planning i've heard that's pretty intense yeah it is i wish it wasn't yeah but I think, yeah, like what you said, intentionality, I think because we've been intentional to like always like to continue doing our Bible study together, 
to like not forsake that for the sake of busyness Mm -hmm. to continue having conversations and like yeah i think just keeping that intentional space of we're still pursuing each other we're still like yeah figuring out like how do we want to live as a married couple as a family now Mm -hmm. yeah what our envision what we envision Mm -hmm. um, for that to look like which we've talked about but now we're going to be putting that into place yeah we're going to actually be living it out yeah um i think one other thing is since it's just kind of a stressful time it has been really intentional about um i guess relieving that stress Mm -hmm. and so it's been she's been understanding how i take in stress and how i deal with it and i've really been understanding how she deals with it and planning Mm. uh, just a wedding a big event which is what will happen a lot in life is just planning a big event. Yeah. Being stressed and being yeah. busy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's a good practice run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you guys grew closer, you started getting more involved with each other's families. Mm-hmm. Um, how involved have you guys as parents been in your relationship? Ooh. That's a really good question. That is a good question. I'll speak for my on my half. Okay. Um, both my parents are really good at being counselors, um, mm-hmm. just speaking into the relationship and not mm-hmm. speaking at the relationship. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of just my dad's been with me, just helping me understand um, and guiding me. But I wouldn't say that they're very controlling. Like they don't really have any control in the relationship which is really good mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah but they're good at speaking into it um and they're also very observant i would say my mom is very observant mm-hmm. in the sense that she knows she just always sees a relationship and how it's lived out and she's able to i guess pinpoint um just things that she would like to see or things that she would encourage us on mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about you? Yeah, so it's interesting because I haven't lived at home for about three years now. And so, like, I'm 25 at this point. Like, I've kind of been on my own for a while out of my parents' home. So I don't really so much, like, like I, I do seek, like, their wisdom and counsel, but not in the sense of, like, I ask, like, permission necessarily to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But like like I said before, early on, like before Ben and I started dating, I did want their perspective on like, yeah. what do you see in Ben? Like, do you think this is a good idea? And like, they, they loved Ben. So, and I, and I kind of knew that before because it's like our families knew each other. He'd been friends with my brother. Mm-hmm. And actually my brother was someone I talked to also because he was good friends with Ben and kind of just like, you know, like this is your chance like to say anything. And after that, it's like, okay, like we're, we're going to be dating and I think I kind of more so just have this expectation, like, if, like, I value my parents, like, opinion and their perspective, especially as Christians, and so, like, I trust them that if there is anything, that they're going to bring it up, and if there isn't, then we're good. Like, there's never been, there's never been issues, mm. you know, yeah. never been red flags or anything, like, yeah. hey, Ben did this, or anything <laughs> like that. So I feel like, like, it's, like, I don't know, 
there hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah. Which an interesting thing about that yeah. is I think actually the contrast between our relationship and our past relationships had mm-hmm. a big effect on our parents' mm-hmm. envisionment of our current relation, like yeah. our relationship, is because they see the differences and how Avery communicates with my parents and how I communicate with Avery's parents. Or even mm-hmm. how like my parents communicated with me when I was in my previous relationship. Like they said a lot more because there's a lot more issues. Uh, so to me, I was like, I trust you to say something if, you know, yeah. if there's an issue. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So how involved have other parties been like pastors or mentors? Are you doing like premarital counseling or anything yeah. like that? We're doing two. Two. <laughs> wow. Two. We it's, really need that. It's help. been busy. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> um, my brother-in-law is officiating our wedding. Mm. And so we are doing um, counseling through him. We've been going through a book. And then we also wanted to go through Pastor Foster just because it's like, this is our church. This is our pastor. Yeah. We want to go through church also. Mm. And it's in person. Yes. Which is nice to yeah. have an actual um, relationship, like an in-person oh, relationship yeah. with mm-hmm. our pastor and his wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Which we have two more two more sessions to go through I don't with them know. and it's closing in. I don't so know if we're, we're squeezing those in <laughs> at this point. Oh yeah, two two weeks, nineteen days. Yeah. yeah. It might that Just might be happening back. later. <laughs> That's that might be post marriage. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. How uh how was physical intimacy handled during your relationship? Yeah. Or you, you can go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, no worries. Um, so the first, one of the first conversations we had before we were dating, um, and this was also something that we prayed about in that kind of period, that week period before we started dating and mm-hmm. when we knew that we wanted to date each other, was um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. And boundaries are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's something that you feel like you both want to extend a boundary to or or say like hey this is something that tempts me mm-hmm. you you pulled back that boundary and so that's mm-hmm. been really big is just like understanding how we're tempted because even if you're not even if you're not crossing a boundary still your mind is just sometimes your mind is just going a place and you have to cut out if your right arm cause you to sin you cut it off yeah and so it's just kind of applying that that mm-hmm. um, wisdom that biblical wisdom to a relationship yeah yeah i remember like when we had that first conversation very early on about boundaries i remember like stating like like specific things because i was like i just like i don't want there to be any confusion of what it means that mm-hmm. we are going to be pursuing purity because people have different ideas of that mm-hmm. and so i remember just like saying things and almost kind of feeling bad like like i'm not expecting you to do this but like i want to say it because like this is not no. okay it's, yeah it's important yeah but no i agree with what you're saying because like yeah it's like we could do one thing one week um because like ben and i we're not we haven't waited till marriage to kiss mm-hmm. but it's like so we don't we don't view kissing as a sin but it's like you that could definitely become a sin if it's done with the wrong mindset or mm-hmm. the wrong like if there's lust involved or the wrong motivations so it's like yeah, it's like that thing is okay, but if it isn't becoming okay, then we pull the boundary back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we've been learning is how to how to be honest with each other and I think honest with ourselves with what we're struggling with. Because I think there's definitely like an emotional intimacy that is um, created when you are like holding hands, hugging, hissing. 
And so like, you don't want to give that up, Like you don't want to admit that there's an issue. Mm -hmm. But I think just like, we've been very, I think, open pretty early on about where we're at. And I think just maintaining that and like also being willing to call each other out. Like we've both called each other out Mm -hmm. and just like checking, seeing like, how are you? And kind of like reevaluating like mm-hmm. where we're at and like are we pursuing God? Are we honoring yep. God right now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really key point because Satan is so tactical mm-hmm. in the way that he knows what our weaknesses are mm-hmm. before we even do. Mm-hmm. And so he gets himself into those little um those little holes and he wiggles himself in and he tries to create space. And so that communication really closes in that space and it cuts out those holes. And just even saying, like you were saying, just being really um, confirming, just being over, maybe over vocalizing our boundaries, just saying every little thing. But it cuts out that hole of when you're in that situation, it's like sometimes your mind is like, um, okay, we didn't clarify this, so this is okay. And so it's just like you, because Satan is just trying to okay things mm-hmm. trying to confirm that it's fine mm-hmm. but just being really over vocalizing it yeah and communicating yeah. your boundaries is key to trying to mm-hmm. cut out those satan's ends yeah. yeah so the next question is in hindsight what are some ways you would have handled your time before marriage differently and now i know you guys are within this <laughs> so yeah. any ways that Ask you would have in three weeks you would have handled <laughs> that time like the, the very after. early stages of the relationship differently like hmm. the very beginning or do you feel like hmm. that was like the best way that uh, i don't have any regrets yeah yeah sometimes i think i could have said something about your intentions early my intentions on. early on just to clear the air mm. but i also think that you that was the way god intended yeah. actually you know the one thing i would change yeah um so. is going to bed not oh, never never before 2 a.m yeah because it'd either be up texting or we would be like yeah. even like out with like your brother just like just out late because it's like i just don't want to stop hanging out with you and it's mm. like i literally have to wake up at seven and go to work <laughs> yeah <laughs> So don't give in to the excitement of a new relationship. Gotcha. Yeah, your sleep <laughs> is valuable. Yeah, your sleep yeah. is valuable. I think I changed that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which honestly, it just was not sustainable. And I feel like a month in, it it quickly adjusted to like, all right, it's ten o'clock. I'm not replying yeah. to your text. <laughs> and it ended up us just spending our lunch breaks napping. Mm. I too, yeah, I was thing. so tired. I'd literally sleep at work on yeah. my lunch break. But yeah, really. Yeah. So you could say our priorities. Some of those priorities we're <laughs> adjusting to. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. All right. So as we kind of wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, stepping away from you guys' relationship. Uh, so what are some things that you've seen in just like the dating world uh, these days and kind of the state of things? Um, I'll kind of keep that open. And Okay. You want to start us off on this one? Yeah, I guess I see a lot of just casual attitude towards dating. And like, I would say I've definitely was guilty of that also, my previous relationship. Um, But I feel like I want to maybe speak more into what I see in like Christian dating. Yeah. Um, Because obviously, like, the world is falling. There's a lot of people who just don't have the same morals and like things that they're living their life by. So, of course, they're going to come to different conclusions. I think what 
I've noticed, and actually what makes me sad is I, I see a lot of that leaking into the Christian world, um, almost like a justification of like, be, maybe because you see so many people having relationships that are casual or having relationships that are honoring to the Lord, that they're not motivated in marriage, not waiting for marriage, whatever it is. I think I see that and then it's all it's coupled with I'm a Christian. Mm. And I think that that makes me really sad because it's like one there's a part of it that I think gives a wrong reputation for Christianity. Yeah. But it's also sad because I see that that person knows some truth but it they're either for some reason not like their heart is hardened to like obeying it and applying it or they don't understand it mm-hmm. or whatever is going on and I think that makes that makes me sad because I think that, yeah, other people see that and not understand, like, what, like, the beauty in a truly, like, God-committed relationship and how it is so different and how it is good that it is so different from the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a a good way of, of saying that the contrast between a Christian relationship and a non-Christian relationship is so stark Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I mean, it, it's so obvious how you can just looking at a relationship, a secular relationship, you see a difference, mm-hmm. a huge difference. It's the reason why there are so many divorces. Um, why I think it's way over fifty percent. I think I don't know what the exact percentage yeah, is, but the percentage of marriages yeah. getting divorced is probably in the upper seventies, is my guess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. especially as time goes on and the secular culture's values are just changing. Yeah. But the stark difference of just a Christian relationship when you have your values and you're oriented towards Christ and not only your own desires, but what God desires mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. and in your life, there's, it's just a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think too, like it just reminded me of something that happened to me a while ago. I remember I was with some non-Christian friends and I was like telling them about my relationship with Ben. And I remember they asked me, they're like, oh, are you guys sleeping together? And I was like, no, mm. yeah, like That's not. just a casual thing to ask. And, and also, like, they know I'm a Christian, but mm-hmm. there wasn't, like, an understanding that if you're a Christian, you don't do that. So it's like their understanding of Christianity was already, like, not accurate because, I, like, I don't know, maybe they knew Christians that to them that wasn't a standard that, you know, we're pursuing purity and, like, mm-hmm. marriage. And so I just remember, like, that was really interesting to me that, like, Mm-hmm. Me being a Christian to them, to the outside world, didn't really mean that much. And that, mm. yeah, that made me sad. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I think it's so important to be vocal. Um, I There's like the quote, and I hate this quote, that's like, what is it? It's like, live as a Christian or like, like use words when, or live the gospel, but use words when necessary as if like <laughs> everything we do can just be seen in our lives. And it's yeah. like, there's so much confusion and misinterpretation that you can come from that. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it's like, we're supposed to like preach the gospel, say it outward, but also like, I think talk about our lives as Christians, explain our motivations, why we're doing, like the fact that we are like as Christians pursuing marriage and waiting till marriage and honoring the Lord first. Like, I think talk about that, not just assume people know, because I think that's part of like sharing the gospel is sharing how we're living for Christ verbally mm-hmm. and what God is doing in our lives. Mm. Yeah. Well said. 
thanks. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, like in the Christian environment specifically, you guys have seen mm-hmm. what people just treating relationships very casually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, casual is such a word to use mm-hmm. because it's, it's, there's no, uh, I would say future motivation, forward motivation. Yeah. It's very... Or even Christ-focused. Yeah. Well, I think being Christ-focused usually is very forward-motivating mm-hmm. because you're... That's true. You're always trying to build your life to be more Christ-focused. Mm-hmm. And so, and Christ is just gives, gives purpose for our lives. Mm-hmm. And our purpose for our lives is also very forward-motivated. But like when you don't have that forward motivation, it's just very pleasure-seeking. Yeah. It's just very momentary. Very self-focused. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think needs to change and to to correct that? I don't know. Honestly, I think it's such a inward change that has to happen. Like, I don't think rules make people like people break rules all the time Mm. i think because like i know for myself like my motivation changing to like want to like date with the purpose of marriage was like god god changed my heart towards that so i feel like it's almost just like praying that the lord works in people's hearts the lord grows them in maturity and understanding Mm -hmm. i think yeah just understanding god's law alone is a compass for our hearts and the way that mm-hmm. we are to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just will set the path for how you envision dating yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, God is always a solution. Yeah. So it's not that we, we need to institute courtship. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to, to move that on a political level, right? Yeah. Like, you can't have the government making... <laughs> boundaries of relationship <laughs> yeah so it really just starts with the person it's it's mm-hmm. micro rather than macro yeah 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 i'd agree all right last two questions first one is for you ben and then we'll finish with avery all right so the first so the first question is what advice do you have for single men oh for single men uh single christian men yes uh, christian men yeah yeah i would say don't take yourself too seriously in the sense just i don't know sometimes i just see it in in relation christian relationships Mm. where i think initially uh christian men sometimes can just take themselves too seriously to a point where um they i think sometimes it can be unattractive when a man is very like forward in the sense where he doesn't become relational is what I mean is if you want to just take yourself be able to laugh at yourself mm-hmm. and make yourself a lot more relational and sometimes when if you get a bunch of Christian men in a room sometimes there's a battle to be the most philosophical or philosophical <laughs> yeah, yeah. the most theologically sound mm-hmm. and sometimes I just notice that and I think <laughs> that it's okay to not be mm-hmm. and you just it was just that's just my advice in christian dating is just don't take yourself too seriously because it is god who lives through us and not mm-hmm. us through who lives out god's plan or who lives out god yeah. yeah right so that would just be yeah actually do you want to add anything to that you being you know yeah, yeah. being in 
in the, on the scene. End. I was wondering where you were going with that, but I agree with where you ended up. I was working on my thoughts. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I didn't have that one planned. Ahead of time. Do you think that it's like, do you think that you see that because there's like an expectation that like Christian men have, especially like as leaders in like the role of a husband and a father, like there's a lot of expectations and there's a lot of like responsibility. Do you feel like that maybe there's like that pressure that like, yeah, definitely. And I think that that is a given. Those things are given. But if you expect yourself to be immediately good at those and already have those things nailed down, and then you're also trying to reflect that mm-hmm. and represent yourself as those things, mm-hmm. then it, it can come off as almost like cold. Oh, okay. But I mean in the sense of God is always training you. And part of that is just that you're going to live those things out and God is going to prepare your heart for those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is okay to not under, not be prepared for those things when you're getting into dating. That's mm-hmm. what I think dating is there for, mm-hmm. is for God to take an individual and grow them in unity with another so that one mm-hmm. day they will be um, in the covenant with Christ as mm-hmm. one one flesh. And so it's just, yeah, that I would say that just don't take, your tel- don't take yourself too seriously and yeah. um, humble yourself before the Lord before assuming you have those yeah. things figured out. It just makes yourself more relational, more able to connect. I don't know, would you agree with that? What do you, what do you think, Tim, as well on that? Yeah, well, I want to hear Avery's uh, perspective on this, but it seems like for a lot of guys, uh, what I've heard from women is that they can't find any mature men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, all right, well, let's mature. And, and then you get yeah. all these guys that are like over-serious. Yeah. yeah. So there's yep. like almost like a middle ground but there. fun. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think people, I think, I think maybe too, what I'm seeing is like, if I were to encounter someone like that, they wouldn't be approachable. So there needs to be an element that like shows that like, oh, you're, a, you're a kind and funny and normal person. And you're also like, not that it's not normal, you know, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah, you're not just always thinking and talking about theology, yeah. but that you are also down to earth approachable is a good word there yeah. <laughs> that's what i was looking for yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what you said as well as a good way to, to yeah. put that yeah all right we want to shift to advice to s- single christian women yeah. what do you have for us oh geez um i don't know i i i honestly have not spent a lot of my time like after college like out of my parents house single so I don't know if I have like the best perspective because mm. like the time between me from my first relationship to Ben was maybe only like, well, actually maybe it was like nine months, but we were talking for a while before that. Um, I think maybe something I would say is that to commit the relationships that you do have to the Lord, to not be trying to make something because you want it, but to choose and trust that the Lord will provide what you need. So to be content with what he's giving you right now. Mm. Um, I think also something, because I would definitely say that like I'm a romantic and I definitely had like expectations and like things that I just imagined like my perfect like 
fantasy relationship would start off as not that I would change anything with you, Ben. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. And you're setting up but, for but there is kind of here. an idea that like the perfect man is gonna sweep you off your feet and he's going mm. to pursue you and it's going to be this like this fairy tale romance. And I think the reality is is that like it doesn't always start that way. Like I did not really like get to know Ben like even early on with the expectation that we were gonna be dating or married Mm -hmm. and like i wasn't even like that summer looking to date anybody and but it was like the lord very clearly placed ben in my life and he is a good father and he gives good gifts and like that is a hope that we can rely on and i think just choosing contentment that if he hasn't given this to us right now that that is a good thing and that there's a reason and that we can find joy and contentment in the lord of like regardless of what we want But I also think that like if the Lord has placed that desire in your heart, I really feel like there's a reason for that. And that's where it's like, okay, then we just trust the Lord that his timing and his person and the way that happens is like his good gift in his timing, in his way. And it might not be what you expect.